Welcome to the No More Ladies podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle, and we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we're road tripping bitches. To celebrate Britney's first birthday as a free woman, we're covering the movie Crossroads. And what makes it even better is that we have the amazing Brian, an uber Britney fan, joining us. Hi, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me. I'm ready for our road trip. Woohoo! What are we driving in? It's that our, is it's our a car Bu- of choice. That's a Buick Skylark that they're in. I had to identify it. Ken failed me this time. And we have to make sure we have plenty of NSYNC to sing along to and some Shania yes. Twain and some Cheryl but, Crow. But don't forget, don't forget, I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. <laughs> I, when you yeah, ask what kind of car, that. I'm like, yellow. <laughs> That's what I, Brian, if you were wondering what I bring to the relationship, that's it. Jackie will tell you the make and model. And I'm going to say, it's yellow. It's, yellow. it's a convertible. <laughs> it ain't yellow, it's I got w- four wheels. I would have said, it ain't got no top. She says convertible, <laughs> tomato, tomato. All right, Jackie, tell us about this wonderful movie. <laughs> Crossroads is a 2002 coming-of-age tale centered around three recent high school grads who used to be best friends when they were young, but have grown apart once they reached middle and high school. A pact leads their paths to cross once again, and they find themselves on a cross-country road trip of self-discovery as they get to know each other as young adults. The movie stars Britney Spears, Taryn Manning, Zoe Saldana, Anson Mount, Dan Aykroyd, Justin Long, and Kim Cattrall. Danielle, who was this written? John Rhymes, John Rhymes. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I didn't like pick up on that. I didn't even like, I don't think I knew that, to be honest. I, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a huge Chandra fan. Yeah. I am really sad and pathetic and even have a Shonda Rhimes account that just talks about all the Shonda shows. I haven't really posted as much as I used to because now we have no more late fees in a bitch is tired but shout out to my Chandra Rhymes soul sister Shayla because that's who I connect with on all this so very excited I'm pretty sure in the past 13 years Shonda has wanted Brittany to be on one of her shows and we just know that she probably wasn't allowed to yeah uh, Shonda you know 2022 is a new year and Brittany's open girl yes yes Love it. And then it was directed by Tamara Davis. And we've done quite a few of Tamara Davis's movies on the podcast already. Tell me about it because our audience doesn't remember. Well, we did Billy Madison and I'm pretty sure we did one of the other ones. Hold on. Let me was it Half Baked? Yes. It was Billy <gasps> Madison and Half Baked. So this <laughs> is our third Tamara Davis movie in 34 episodes spanning 10 years of movies we could choose from. So <laughs> apparently we have a She's type. Got a type. <laughs> and it is Tamara. I will bring it up every time we do one of her movies. She directed the Hanson Mbop video oh, as well. Geez. Yeah, this movie definitely gave product placement music video movie vibes. Wasn't mad at it. No. No. And then, so where to watch? It's a little tricky. Right now, it's not streaming. So you're going to have to dust off those DVDs to watch this movie. I wonder why it's not streaming. There has to be a story behind it. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we are going to reveal the rating our Y2K cells would give. 
Then at the end, we'll see if our current sales agree with our initial rating. So our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. Same-day rental. Trash. Straight up in the trash with Brittany's pops dreams of her becoming a medical doctor trash. (laughs) All right, Brian, we'll start with you. Tell us what your rating is. First, I have to say how iconic that was to watch y'all do live in person. Oh my God. Freaking out right now. <laughs> I love hearing it. Every time I listen to the episode, I'm just like, I love this part. <laughs> and, 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 and I think, I don't know if that was one of the first times I heard Jackie say the trash, straight up trash part. Because I just love when Danielle gives it that trash sass. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, I, I think my goal every time is to try to make Jackie laugh pretty much because... I mean, after doing it for a while, it's, I'm sure it can get boring. So it's just like, how can I surprise her this time? <laughs> I think my favorite so far was the Harry Potter where you had a really terrible <laughs> British accent. From Edge. Yes, yes. And I just recently heard that one. Yes. I love it. So thank you for letting me see that live. In Absolutely. And now I get to give my live rating. Oh my yes. So I've been thinking about this forever. Y2K version of me would go to Blockbuster, rent this, and never return it, girl. I am paying fees. <laughs> we That's need the to Y2K have a, version of me. Have debt collectors coming after you years later for Crossroads. <laughs> it's on your credit report. So, Brian, yours is, I, I mean, they would, rental with late fees? No, it's so I, so steal I'm, it, I'm off, steal I'm it again, the... is what it is. <laughs> I mean, technically, he's paying for it. Yes, is I mean, he, eventually. Is he paying? <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting us on recording. I didn't steal nothing. <laughs> um, allegedly, I kept the DVD longer than I should have. <laughs> but yes, I did watch it, and I did watch it again. <laughs> what about you, Jackie? I owned it, so I would buy it, would buy it again. Okay, I do remember that I saw this movie. I remember parts of it. And I remember not really loving it and not watching it again. So it was like a two-day rental for me. Sorry, Brittany fans, please back the fuck up. I know it's crazy that I like the movie Glitter and I wasn't vibing with this one, but this was Y2K, Danielle, so. (laughs) Okay, Danielle, hit us with the box office facts. So surprisingly enough, this movie is compared a lot when critics talk about it to Glitter. But it was a hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything Brit Brit touched, even to this day, it's always going to strike gold. Honestly, her staying power is amazing. So the budget was $12 million for this movie. And domestically, it made over $37 million, And worldwide, it made over $61 million. That is a hit yeah. from a budget standpoint. And just a little background on how this movie even got made. One of the producer, her name is Anne Carly. She had just left Drive Records, which was, we all know was Britney's label. She went to go start a career in film and she actually suggested that Britney should be cast as a lead role in this movie because she saw Britney perform on SNL and she just said, you know what? That girl has star power and potential to have an acting career, kind of like how Will Smith did. 
and she actually approached Clive Calder, who is the former boss and founder of Jive Records, about casting Britney, and he offered to front the film's $10 million budget. That's how nice. much he believed in Brit Brit. I mean, let's not act like he was just a benevolent king. He was in charge of Jive Records, so all he was going to do is make sure that all of the music and stuff was pushed out from Jive Art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it, it did well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fun fact, before Crossroads, Britney did do a cameo in the movie Long Shot. Oh, yes. Yes. At the very end, it was kind of like one of those post-credit scenes, I think. It was towards the end with Lance Bass as, uh, I think, the star of that film. But she did do a little scene in there. And it's funny because the scene is kind of like, before toxic because she's a flight attendant in that scene so it's it's really funny so if you go back and look at that scene just at the video she you know goes up to the person and you know checks on them in the video she does the same thing so oh that's a nice callback that's cool love that and so we know Shonda Rhimes wrote the movie and we talked about the director Tamara Davis but she was actually chosen and she said no to another movie she was in negotiations with to do Crossroads, they really wanted to have a female director to nurture and protect Britney, this being her debut movie, which I thought was nice. All right, Jackie. Okay, let's get into it. (laughs) So we're never going to call them by their characters' names, but Britney plays Lucy, Zoe Saldana plays Kit, and Taryn Manning plays Mimi. (laughs) And then Anson plays Ben. Mm-hmm. and both of these cold stars zoe and taryn shonda said that they were both chosen because they look like real girls so she thought it was really important to show people from diverse backgrounds and just felt like the movie should just look normal which i think it did a pretty good job it didn't seem like yeah. the hollywood version of a teenage movie as so many others no yeah so the movie opens And there's three little girls around the age of 10 digging a hole. Real quick cameo by Jamie Lynn Spears is the young Lucy, Britney Spears' character. And that'll be the only time we'll talk about her. I wrote Jamie Lynn digging her grave early on. (laughs) 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 And you you get some exposition. They all live in Georgia. They're going to put their dreams in a box and bury it and dig it up at midnight of high school graduation. And then we see Brittany eating cereal, dancing around in her panties because she's already over-sexualized, which I was very upset about. (laughs) And she gets on her bed. She's still bebopping around and she puts jammy pants on. But who puts jammy pants on that way? I don't. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to that. She like yeah, laid on, on the, the bed, bed and, like... and like lays fully down and pulls them on where she has to lift up her booty and stuff. It was so weird. But anyway, it was uh, just she... showing that nothing will come in the way of Madonna and Lucy. Right. Like, I, I'm dancing and I'm going to put these pants on in whatever dance move I'm in. Yes. <laughs> so she's dancing to open your heart. And Madonna was actually sought after in the first choice to play the role of Lucy's mom in this movie, and she declined. And so the role went to Kim Cattrall. 
and around this time, I mean, obviously, we already know that Britney was heavily influenced by Madonna. But the same year that this movie came out is the same year that she actually got to meet Madonna. So like that whole time period for her was very Madonna heavy. So not surprised. Yes. And then Dan Aykroyd comes busting in. It does that though. You have a teenage daughter. You're not walking into her room. His character was really interesting because like he cared a bunch Like, obviously, we find out very quickly that her mom left when she was three. She hasn't heard from her. So he is, like, very overprotective, but kind of, like, very pushy in that, like, he wants her to go to medical school. Yeah, Yeah, very controlling. But then he also, like, he'll make these weird, crazy demands, and then he'll be like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the choices you've made. Like, he tries to backstep on some stuff. I'm like dude, you're all over the place and I cannot follow your train of thought at all. I think he, I, here's my backstory. Cause you know, I have to do it in my head. <laughs> I believe that his character has abandonment trauma issues way before he even met his future wife, baby mama. And he is so scared. People are going to leave him that he suffocates them and tries to control them, leading them to actually do the quite opposite, which makes them want to run. And so I think that he's leading with his trauma and he's now teaching his daughter to live in this trauma with him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, so tragic. Therapy is important, people. I love therapy. Definitely. Yes. yes. So he busts in and he's like, you're valedictorian. Get ready. We have to go. Which, why is she putting on jammy pants if she's supposed to be getting ready for graduation? None of it makes sense. <laughs> And then and, and, and she was eating cereal, but then did she also have a toothbrush in her hand? So was weird. it the spoon? I, I, was, was, was it, it a spoon? Because for some reason, I thought it was a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she goes to put her cereal down, there's a toothbrush in the bowl. And I'm like, oh, we'll have to I go back and look. I wrong, but that's just what I saw. <laughs> and then the next scene is after graduation. And I wrote, hey, it's Justin Long because he <laughs> randomly shows up and I don't remember him being in the movie. Me either. Not at I all. Remember. I remember. And also, <laughs> can we talk about, so in this time frame, we've obviously, we're hearing Brit Brit's accent. We hear Dan Aykroyd going in and out of a Southern, because they live in Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, Southern accent, Zoe's weird accent. I'm like, you can't hide the New York accent or mm-hmm. the Dominican accent coming out from this woman right now. It's just what's happening. What, where is everybody <laughs> located? And then you have Beverly Johnson, who is iconic, one of the you know first few black supermodels of, and one of the first black people to like make a african-american line of makeup at the mm-hmm. in her time anywho she plays zoe zaldana's mom and i got really excited about that just wanted to say that her <laughs> her hat <laughs> it was such a southern church going hat this is my like my good outfit my good pumps and my sunday hat yes. for my baby's graduation yes she was church ready she for, was church for, ready for graduation. <laughs> uh, 
I, I mean, wrote down I wrote down a scene where you know they're doing the picture of a kid's family and then uh, I guess the dean or no I guess the principal comes up it's a graduation from high school not college right yeah, high school, yeah. college the principal comes up and is excited for Brittany or for Lucy and for her you know she should get into music and I just wrote down okay Jamie Spears controlling because dad takes over and <gasps> says exactly what yes. her career is going to be I and I was like yeah, right. I literally wrote right here. Okay, Jamie Spears, controlling, pitching her career. <laughs> I put not a stretch to deal with the controlling dad. Yes. Yes. So sad. 100%. And then we see Taryn Manning and she is pregnant. The character Mimi is pregnant at graduation. Oh, we- well, go- going back to Kit's photos that she's taking with her friends and stuff, her mom is like, tuck in your tummy, like smile, smile better, blah, blah, blah. And so you can kind of tell how that relationship is where nothing she does is perfect. And she's like very tall, very slender and still not mom, still not happy. Small light up. Yeah. yeah. It's just constant um, criticism. Yes. And then the next scene is now Brian, because Danielle and I went to the same school. So our answers are going to be the same. <laughs> Did you hold prom the night of graduation? No. Yes. Prom was always a month before, right? Yeah, but okay, so that was weird. Prom after graduation, question mark. That's what I put. But then also later in the movie, Kit says when they were talking about money, she's like, well, I had to get a good homecoming dress. So was it homecoming? Was it prom? Like what was happening? And why is it after you've graduated? I didn't go back to that school. But no dance. <laughs> my my note, I don't know if we're here yet. My note about being at being at the dance. Are we at the dance yet? Or are we still well, we see Brittany crying in her fancy dress because she's like, I've okay, spent my whole high school career like being the perfect student, getting good grades. I never went out and partied, like I never went to a football game. Her dad's like, Yeah, but you got good grades. So what the fuck are you crying about? Pretty much. <laughs> she's so lucky. Why is she, she crying? Has a star. She cried, cried, cried. <laughs> Lonely heart. We're just going to burst into song. <laughs> yeah. um, now we're at prom. Everyone's walking in. Homecoming slash prom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, in a scene prior to this, you see them in the high school and like Zoe Saldana is like downright nasty to I wrote Brittany. it right here. I wrote right here. Kit is the ultimate mean girl. Like for yep. no reason. Yeah. Why? And then she's like making fun of Taryn Manning being pregnant and stuff. Yeah. We find, so I mean, we figure out later. Yeah. Because we see who her mother is and yeah. the yeah. trauma. She, so she's just projecting it. And I think she has a special brand of meanness and hate towards those two girls because they knew her at her, her true self. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times people don't realize that when you're not being your authentic self, and you're nervous and you know there are people who hold a mirror to you you then project you get mad at them but you're really mad at yourself yeah so yeah. now we're we're back at high school slash pro, or prom slash homecoming after graduation <laughs> is it literally raining glitter in the lobby of that hotel i don't know <laughs> Uh, it seemed like it and that's a fucking mess to (laughs) it was 
And then we see Mimi come in and she's kind of asking Kit and Lucy, like, are you coming at midnight? It's the pact, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you know why? And so they're both like, "Uh, no, I got better things to do. And Lucy and Henry, Justin Long, have a room at the hotel where prom is. And... (laughs) So they're going upstairs to their hotel room. Kit is dancing with her girl squad and they're lamenting how hot good guitar guy is. I think the band is Bowling for Soup on stage. Yes. Another Jive Records band, by the way. Didn't know that. The the note I put right here for this scene, now that we're here, (laughs) I'm like, why are they bouncing up and down like it's like 70s rock music? Like the way they're just like, you know, bouncing like, you know, like that, (laughs) you know, it's like a rock band playing. I, I, that was my takeaway. I was like, why are they dancing like that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was not a single ounce of rhythm in that whole group, which is surprising because Zoe like has been in center stage. Like she knows how to dance, but it happens a lot in movies because what ends up happening is that they play a certain, they play a certain song or no music and you just get a vibe, right? And then they screw mm-hmm. you over and in post, they put in another song. So you look like you have absolutely no rhythm. I've definitely done it. And I've been an extra for stuff in Austin. And I remember a long time ago, I was an extra on a TV show and, and we were doing a dance scene. Uh, like a, I think it was like a prom and there was no music. So here you are, you know, dancing and you don't know. They, they did actually, like you said, Danielle, they started a song just to kind of give you like, you pick up on this beat and then it would turn off because you got to record dialogue so the, for the next minute you just got to just you know remember what that beat was so it, you know it is definitely interesting and then when you see the final product you're, you're like that song definitely was not what was playing <laughs> <laughs> that song came out a month ago how did they do this i would ago? have been like you're not gonna get me producers i'm gonna be like this the whole time <laughs> <laughs> definitely (laughs) so while they're all dancing off for them they're talking about how guitar hottie just got out of jail for killing a man i don't understand i don't either (laughs) it's super weird that song they'll give up later (laughs) Um, and and now we're back to justin long and just his boxers not a cute look justin long is so white he, I mean, honestly, he looks so freaking pale. Like he has yeah. never. They could have given him a fake tan or something. <laughs> so now Justin Long is making the room sexy. He has scarves over the lamps. <laughs> Perfume like, spraying in his face. Yeah. Candles. Like he's doing the whole thing. And then Brian, what happens next? <laughs> My favorite scene ever. <laughs> I wrote right here. Cute Brittany laugh coming out of the bathroom. This is to me just an iconic moment for little sweet Brittany. She just comes out of the bathroom with her hair, pokes her little head out, <laughs> goes back in, comes back out, opens a little blazer, shows off what she's got, covers it back up because she's so innocent. She's not that innocent. But continue. <laughs> I put in my notes, I paused at that scene and I, and I checked the time. It has not been a full 10 minutes of this movie before we have seen Brittany in underwear for a second time two times fully half naked (laughs) and ken goes how old was she when she made it because true feminist husband that's his first question (laughs) (laughs) 
and so I was like doing the math. I'm like, okay, she's 20? a year old. Yeah. She, she's an year, a year older than me. So she was 21. He's like, okay. And like, he calmed down after that, <laughs> but he was indignant for a minute that a potentially underage Britney Spears was having to be in her bra and panties in a sex scene, like within 10 minutes of the movie starting. So yeah, <laughs> the part, like this part where you know, she keeps, she's apprehensive. She really does it. Like she's not feeling Justin Long character. Mm-hmm. There's like a list that he wrote of why. Oh, they I have do the this. list. Would you like to hear it? Yes. <laughs> the justification for them having sex. They've been lab partners for three years. <laughs> so that has shown they can trust each other. Trust is important. They are both 18 and have never done it, which is a great reason. Because yeah, <laughs> And they both college being a virgin correct and they both want to do it do they though that's the list (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like well maybe if we get in the bed and so then like he scrambles like fucking fucking chandler on friends (laughs) like gets into the bed and then she's like nah and then she's giggling because they're kissing and she i mean same (laughs) (laughs) not typically (laughs) (laughs) so eventually she's like it doesn't feel right and it it should feel special and it doesn't and so he kind of tries to convince her but i mean he's not forceful or anything or like stepping over any boundaries which i mean thank you shanja because it could have gone really poorly if a man had written this movie. <laughs> if yes. a man had written this movie, <laughs> there would have been so many different things about it. Yes. That scene would have been the opening scene. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so then we see it cuts to Mimi and her ex-boyfriend comes up to her and he literally says, how's the fetus? Yeah, I have that. And he's all I, when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Can't Hardly Wait. That's Kenny's friend. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems right. It's just like he just graduated to this. <laughs> yes. And so how's the fetus? she's like, it's not even yours. He's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing, blah, blah, blah. So you get some exposition there. And then the next shot is back where they buried the box Taryn Manning starting to dig it up Zoe Saldana shows up shortly thereafter they're arguing over the flashlight and then Lucy shows up with the shovel so all three of them have upheld the pack to dig up the box so oh and in this scene they're both still is Brittany in her prom dress or is she in yes yeah she's She's still in her her dress okay Zoe Saldana's in her prom dress and then Taryn Manning is rocking the slip dress over jeans with boots. Oh, that's that. I'm so glad that she, I hope, <laughs> please don't let it come back. <laughs> please don't let it come back. Why were we wearing dresses on top of jeans? Why? And I was like, I need to note this because this is iconic 90s fashion. Right here. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so they open the box kits treasure was a bridal barbie and we find out she's engaged to dylan Mm. and who lives in uc or he goes to ucla lucy's was a locket and she says something about she wants to try and find her mom again she knows she lives in arizona and then mimi 
has a little globe keychain and she says she just wants to get out of town, go to California, put her feet in the Pacific. And she's actually working on that dream. She's going to drive with Hottie Guitar Man <laughs> to California because there's an open record label audition that she wants to go to. And she's like, y'all are free to come. Not well, checking with Hottie Guitar Man. Well, well, Brittany's character, Lucy's like, you can't go across the country by yourself. And she's like, well, then come with me then. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. We're just daring each other to go across country. Great. And, oh, and also in this, kids like, you can't go audition. You're pregnant. And Mimi goes, I'm going to wear something slimming. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're not going to know (laughs) the delusions. Plus who cares if she's pregnant? If she's going after her dreams, she's going after her dreams. Yeah. Anyway. And there's also a Polaroid of them as 10 year olds in the bottom of the box. And that really brings them together. All of a sudden everything's magic and butterflies. (laughs) Because Mimi was all mad. She started to get up and storm away. And then yeah. they found the photo. And they're like, oh, oh bonding. Hmm. Yes. The FF's all over again. Yeah. And Kit has treated us like shit for the last four years. It's all like, good. Actively sought them out to insult yeah. them. Yep. <laughs> so Kit is working at her family's store, I guess. At some point, she find, she's on the phone at a store a customer asks for help. She yells for her dad because she's on the phone with Dylan and he's telling her he's not coming home. And so she's all pissed off. And so that's the catalyst for her showing up to go on the road trip because he's in California. And then Lucy decides she has to do something for herself. She, she doesn't, she wants to have a relationship with her mom and she has convinced herself that her mom wants to see her. She's just afraid. And so she decides to go on the trip so that when they get to Arizona, they can drop her off at her mom's house. So she shows up with that fucking bucket hat. (laughs) She's got to be, you should know this Jackie. She's got to watch out for the sun. It's true, but she doesn't ever wear it in the car. (laughs) (laughs) There is a point though, that Zoe Saldana is wearing a tube top. I'm like, I could never do that. I'd be slathered on sunscreen every 15 minutes in a convertible car wearing a tube top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so Lucy leaves a note for her dad, like, sorry, I have to do this type thing. And then they all meet and then they realize it's guitar hottie is the one Mimi has hitched a ride with. And what, oh, and then I was like, that dude looks familiar. So I paused. Went to my IMDb. He is Captain Christopher Pike on Star Trek Discovery, which is how I know him. He is still hot as fuck. Still a hottie. Yes. I've seen him. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. The whole movie, I was just like, man, he is so fucking good looking. Uh Yeah. And (laughs) it's kind of like he kind of fell into obscurity after this movie. Yes. He definitely has aged well. Yes, mm-hmm. like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. And he he also looks really w- good with a ton of facial hair. I yes. saw a picture yeah. of him and I was just like, okay, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, sorry. 
Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, sorry. That was us the whole movie. <laughs> and then there is a scene shortly thereafter. They're at a gas station and Lucy's character is worried about the cleanliness of the bathroom she's going in. I was like, oh, this doesn't mirror real life. <laughs> well yes and then later in another scene you know i'm gonna I, i'm gonna talk about shoes on the bed but i digress. Oh, yes, i wrote it down <laughs> i digress <laughs> i just i do want to bring it back to anson really quick uh guitar guy is that what we're calling him ben um, ben. <laughs> ben apparently Brittany what was very into helping pick her male counterpart in this movie and she had to do a lot of kissing scenes to find that right person and he does he does go on record and say when they initially met there there was instant chemistry between the two of them even though he had to be pushed to accept the role he thought the script was cheesy and lame but surprise surprise was encouraged by Robert De Niro who is apparently a huge Brit Brit fan they were working on the movie City by the Sea, and he even read lines with Anson to help him get ready. Robert De Niro is a De Niro is an interesting character. I can say that for sure. Did he? All I'm thinking right now is this is I'm sure going to come up later. All I'm thinking when you said he helped him read lines, even though he's not in the scene, I hoped he helped him read the lines about asking, "Did you touch it?" <laughs> like I hope those are the lines that sold him on the movie. And so now we are officially on the road trip and and he's listening to like his, I don't even know what kind of music it is. It's like, it's like alternative music. uh, uh, Yeah. Alternative, but it's not alternative because I listened to alternative and it was nothing (laughs) I'd listened to kind of like rock. I don't know. And they're like, can we listen to something on the radio for like five minutes? So they, of course, turn the station and it's gonna be May. Comes <laughs> on. And, and of course, all at this time, Brittany it. and Justin were dating at this time. So, of course, that was an obvious nod to her man. Yeah. Exactly. And he's just like, oh, can't even. And like he turns it off and they're like, come on. And so then he lets them continue their, their karaoke in the car. And then it's time for them to stop for the evening and he's like oh yeah I got some tents and some uh, a tent and some sleeping bags we're just we're camping out and they're There's like no way mm, no Kit is not about it no. like, not camping. <laughs> it doesn't even feel safe you know like part of it is when they start to get to the desert area I was like all those wild animals hell no and then just I, I I'm not trying to get snatched up you know I would be prime real estate on the tra- the trafficking scene. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get snatched. <laughs> so they find this like really crappy hotel to stay at. And they're, as they're going to bed, like Kit, Kit and Lucy are sharing a bed. And then Ben and Mimi are sharing a bed. But Lucy and Ben seemingly stay up late, like talking about their life and like Lucy's mom and things like that. So they're starting to like get to know each other. I wrote here that that they're the first stop is they're in Alabama. 
Mm-hmm. They went to that Waffle House so they can count money because they were like, how much money do we even have? Oh, that's Lucy right. asks, Lucy asks, do we have a plan? Like, do we have a plan for <laughs> hotels? And, you know, and how much money do we have? So after scratching up the four of their combined money, they have $486 to last for six days. This six-day road, I don't know if it's a six-day road trip. I just remember Mimi saying that the audition was in six days. Yeah. From the, from the prom homecoming night. <laughs> so they... The next morning, Brittany's showering. Mimi walks in for something. Zoe Saldana walks in and needs to brush her teeth. And then they start talking about how Ben just got out of prison for murdering someone. And Mimi's like, well, I don't think that's the case, but whatever. He's done his time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And Lucy is like, what did you say? What? We're on the road trip with a murderer. She is very unhappy at them, especially because like at this point, she's already started to develop a little crush on him. And now he's just out murdering people in these streets. Yep. (laughs) So that's when they get back on the road and it's that weird kill a man song that he's listening to. Because he doesn't know that they think he's killed a man, but he's listening to this song that's all about killing a man. And they're all just like in the back, like, don't move, don't say <laughs> that anything. That song is so amazing. <laughs> Here's one thing I can't understand. How you can just kill a man. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so <laughs> and so they stop at a grocery store and lucy's just gonna run in and then mimi is like well i'm hungry so i'm gonna go get something too and then kids like sitting there and he, she like looks at her and she's like whip for me and like pieces she's out there doing, her, doing her hair yeah she's, uh, she's, she, he's staring at her and she's like guys i'm coming too <laughs> <laughs> so they're in and the I, grocery I think, store i think they're too when they when they all got up from that previous night Ben asked Lucy to sit up front with her and she also said no. She was yes. already starting to give those that cold shoulder because of this breaking news that he's a murderer. Exactly. So while they're finishing up at the grocery store, Lucy uses a payphone, an old-fashioned sentence, uh, to call dad and just let him know that she's okay and everything. And he, he says, come back now regard that as a command and the bitch hangs up on him <laughs> 18 she grown she don't need to listen to you pop sorry well, Brittany should have done 13 years ago a hundred percent and then lucy's always journaling and so ben kind of asks her like what are you writing she's like nothing it's nothing or no she goes stuff and so she's kind of being short with him because he's murdered someone well, and when then she, when she then, is doodling in the movie, like when she's doing those scenes, she is literally writing Justin and Brittany. Oh dear, with hearts. No man. Is that FYI. a legit fact? Oh yes. my god, Brittany. <laughs> she had it bad. She's like, she. Or or, she I, th- I, th- I think she was telling herself like, you know, Anson's hot. Anson's hot. Remind myself, I got Justin. Hey. I got Justin. <laughs> <laughs> she's like Justin. Don't forget Justin. <laughs> and then smoke and steam start coming out of the hood of the car as he's like reaching to touch the hot thing i literally yelled to the tv like an old lady don't touch it and then he burns himself and i was like did to yourself what you get and then attempt 
to touch it. I, I wouldn't even know how to like... open the <laughs> open the roof. <laughs> um, I was like, when the guy said, "Oh, it's the head gasket," I asked Ken. I was like, "Could it be the head gasket?" And he's like, "He's like, there's no way to know unless you like get in there and look." And then Brittany gets in there because her dad is a mechanic, and she's like, "Oh no, it's a cracked radiator." And I was like, "Oh, so this bitch was wrong." And then they're all sitting around waiting for Ben to come back with the tow truck because they're in the middle of nowhere. And they kind Mimi's of start hungry. Mimi's hungry. Mimi's always hungry, but she's feeding too. So she's pregnant. It's like, fine. And yeah. they give her a hard time about it. It's like, let the bitch eat. I mean, she's not eating the healthiest stuff, no. but she's hungry. <laughs> but honestly, she like, why didn't they, when they stopped the gas station, I would have gotten a nice surplus of things to keep me yeah. going throughout the road trip. But you know, she got a bag of Cheetos instead of supporting their girl. Kit goes crazy and well, yeah. yells at her, and then it's World Star. <sighs> <laughs> and then at this part point, she calls Mimi a trailer trash skis. So I'm like, damn fucking Kit, like. She was one of your really good friends. Like, obviously, you see value in her. Why you be calling her fucking names? Like, you know, yeah. that's not who she is. It may be her circumstance in life, but that's not who she is. Anyway, I was not happy with Kit. And was it at this part that Anson's still trying to talk to Brittany? And she's like, who says we don't belong together? I have it as a note, and I don't. Brittany, uh, Lucy says it when they're all fighting because Lucy has to break oh, up two girls because right. they're pulling each other's hairs, and she's like, "You two, you're a bitching and moaning all the time." She goes, "We we don't belong together." The three of them. Okay, thank friends. you. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And now the car is towed, and Anson walks over. He goes, "It's a cracked radiator." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she knew. And he said, it's going to be ready by tomorrow. Lucy's like, I'm just calling my dad to come get me. This is ridiculous. I'm over it. And Mimi comes in. She's like, please don't call him. I'm sorry. Like, let's just continue this road trip together. Like, it's really important for Mimi for her to have like her friends there with her. She, um, also says she has a plan. She's like, she's yes. like I got a plan. Don't leave. I have a plan. <laughs> and somehow they end up in the french quarter which is funny because the movie they actually filmed the movie in louisiana close mm-hmm. to brit brit's hometown if you didn't know she's a louisiana girl and Can't even her, louisiana. her t-shirt has one of the colleges i think it's southern university mm-hmm. on uh, on her t-shirt in one of the scenes yes. And when they were, when they broke down, I looked at Ken because we make that fucking drive often to go to Florida. And I was like, they're in Louisiana, aren't they? And he goes, yep. And then like a scene later, they're like, they say we're in Louisiana. I was like, I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's that long ass bridge. So the part where the part where she calls her dad, I I wrote down here, whenever she goes inside the mechanic lobby to call her dad, I watch her type on the phone on the phone and I, and I wrote down did she even press enough numbers to call she was, she was like <laughs> I watched it too I was like I need to see that at least you know press nine buttons girl <laughs> maybe 10 you gotta press one or nine whatever it was back then 
I should definitely press like three or four. So, <laughs> that mechanic, I, mechanics must have each other on speed dial or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, like it's an extension <laughs> she dials. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Maybe she's paging um, him. So Mimi's yeah. great idea is there's a karaoke contest, but anything you earn in tips, you get to keep. Yes. Seems like that's the premise. And so they go, they're all getting ready. Brittany's in like this very like conservative outfit. It- and so they go out on stage. Brittany's now all tarted up. She has like the crimpy 90s oh, well, hair. How did they crimp her hair so quickly? I saw that too. I, I was, her hair was just like ni- nicely done and all of a sudden it's crimped. But hold on girls, one second. Kit just told me my outfit wasn't cute enough for the stage. So one moment. <laughs> When he comes back, I'm definitely saying, welcoming to the stage, it's Brian in his <laughs> new Brit Brit outfit. <laughs> oh, welcoming to the stage, it's Brian in his new Britney shirt. <laughs> and Britney's got her microphone. She's ready. Uh, Kit approves. <laughs> it's karaoke girls. And so they come out, they're singing I Love Rock and Roll, and... Mimi is actually doing leads. She gets really bad stage fright, which I don't get because she's about to go audition for a record company. None of that storyline makes a lick of sense to me. None of them. But all three (laughs) girls do have a decent singing voice. They can carry a tune for sure. I could hear it as because they sing a lot in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's just a damn karaoke movie for sure. Yeah. So as Mimi's panicking ken yells step up Brittany!" oh my <laughs> god and like, i hold I, on she will <laughs> and i love how they how they're like really getting on top of that poor girl saying she pregnant you know yeah. you hear people in the audience yeah. like oh, the mullet man like, like get off she the can't sing because she's pregnant yeah we should yeah. have been saying they're underage because yeah. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> that is and then Brittany asks Mimi are you okay and she goes no (laughs) so that's when she knows she needs to step up start singing and then the next so she starts singing and she starts rocking it and the next thing I wrote was Ben's got a boner (laughs) because he's just staring at her and then like his face is is during that number was he was so cute I wrote wrote here right here Brittany was so sexy and Ben was making funny cute faces the whole time because he yeah. was like what is happening I like this <laughs> I did not expect this I love how she's like I can't I can't yeah. I love like just completely rocking that pole she's yeah. like you know, yeah everything I'm like where did you learn this Miss Dolly Victorian <laughs> it, it reminded me of Coyote Ugly yes when yes. Violet has to start singing and then she she kicks it into high gear i also noted that there is a whole shit ton of body glitter in this scene very 90s this glitter i didn't notice (laughs) it's all over britney's chest and stomach Um, oh my god my fun my fun fact here the britney fans may know in that britney spears has a music video for i love rock and roll which was on this album that was uh, all the songs are coming from in the video this is Brittany's singing, standing with a microphone, and she shows her hand like this. And on her hand, it says the name Ben and has like a fake phone number. So that was like a little nod back Aww. to the movie that in the music video Ooh. she has Ben on her hand. Oh, well, I'm I love glad. That. I'm glad you brought up the the album because 
the movie took six months for them to film because Mm -hmm. she was making her third album at the same time so Mm -hmm. like you said a lot of those songs that should have been on the soundtrack somehow didn't make it and so she ended up putting them on the Britney album like yeah there's three songs in this movie that are all all on the Britney album the Britney album was released November of 2001 and then this movie was released February 2002 but yeah so what was actually on the soundtrack if all the major hits <laughs> on her Yeah, you know, I honestly don't even, I don't think I even got the soundtrack to this movie, so I don't know. It's <laughs> interesting. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. So then the chip jar is full. Like yeah. it is. And it's not a jar. It's one of those, like ze- those huge Zephyr water yeah. jugs, five gallon jugs. And so they're like, fuck yeah, we made some money. Zoe Saldana and Brittany are just dancing. What song was playing? I wrote it down. Shake your ass. Yes. I wrote it down here too. Shake your ass. Yes. Um, And so Ben and Mimi are sitting counting all the money and Ben's watching Brittany dance. And then this guy comes over and he's like, hey, are you with her? Which I mean, like bro code, that's at least he asked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Ben's like, no, I'm not with her. And so, but then the guy goes over and immediately starts getting handsy. Yeah. And Bernie is like telling him no and like, let go of me, get off me. He's trying to like rub his dick on her. And she's like, no, get away. Like, I just want to dance with my friend. And so then Ben goes over and handles his business. Uh, <laughs> I think like also Kit, which it felt weird that Kit and Kit didn't jump in, but yeah. I realized that she hadn't learned how to uh, throw a punch, punch yet. yet. <laughs> Hopefully, someone shows her. But I know. His, his reaction, Ben's reaction after this whole situation situation happens is super weird. Did you guys feel like? the vibes were odd like why was he mad at her he he even said i'm not mad at you why would you bitch i was just living my life yeah (laughs) it was he got so weird i put here that the the fight guy that you know was trying to dance with britney uh lucy uh, was actually one of her choreographers at the time, Brandon. Oh. So yeah, that's the fun fact. So he actually got a little role in there. I noted that If you go, if you go was... to Brandon's actual IG, you'll see that he constantly still to this day posts some throwback photos with her, you know, oh. probably helping with the Free Britney cause, but yeah. Oh, cool. I just wrote, he was wearing an Old Navy colored shirt that was popular <laughs> in the early <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I definitely It was like a several. mustard yellow or something. Yeah, with striped. I probably own that one. <laughs> yeah, I love me that some was old, Navy. old Navy. Old Navy so, was my jam. But as soon as Anson throws the punch, Mimi knows when to peace out. Yeah, grabs, grabs all the money. that fucking money. Like I'm out of here. And he doesn't just he doesn't punch. He does a full on elbow move. Yep. Yes, I liked it. I, I rewound I, it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I watch it a and few being times. in your dreams tonight. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be rated NC seventeen tonight. <laughs> and now they're bougie because they have all of their karaoke money. I don't even know how much in the middle of the French Quarter they overlook a courtyard. How much fucking money did that hotel room cost? They right. ordered everything on room service. They were pulling everything out the mini bar. I'm like, girls, I don't think you understand. Where's the budget, y'all? You don't y'all? do that. Where's you the don't budget? do that. <laughs> oh, man. 
So in and that so, scene, yeah, I, I don't ahead. know if y'all have the, if y'all have this note, but in that scene when they first show them in this fancy hotel room and the girls are start dancing and just celebrating, the song playing is Taryn Manning's song from her with her band Boomcat. The song's called Crazy. So we get a little little Taryn. Uh, yeah, I used to. Lo- I, they, they, I don't remember what show used to actually play some of her songs, but her band was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name, but there was one song I loved back, probably when around this time that Crushers came out, put her a little bit on the map then. I remember loving a certain Boomcat song. I can't remember it now, <laughs> but I'm sure if I heard it, I would still love it. It just m- reminds me of the choreographer from making the band, Lorianne, Boom Boom Cat. That's all I hear when you say Boom Cat. <laughs> um, but this is a scene where they're jumping on the bed, Brittany's jumping on the bed, and she is wearing boots now they all they all the three girls are outside having their their uh smorgasbord at buffet and they're just like let's let's get personal girls let's you know let's catch up on life have you have you ever seen one have you (laughs) at least touched one you know what jackie (laughs) when i think about it in our friendship i mean obviously we met at a very pivotal age we never ever talked about like that stuff we never talked about sex or had we touched one or or anything i don't even think we really even said much when we lost our virginity like we no. never talked we're about just it. like what movie are we watching <laughs> <laughs> what's your shift tomorrow blockbuster <laughs> when you making me rainbow cake again yeah. those are the important things in life <laughs> but, but even back at it like i feel like a lot of 90s probably even movies still this day but all the young teen movies they always have the sex conversation it just mm-hmm. it, it just happens right they talk about something yeah. that in that ballpark nature of it so it's funny that these girls are talking about if they've seen a guy's thing or not but it's definitely a different lens because it's from a female perspective yes than mm-hmm. if, if it was by men making mm-hmm. the movie you, you could tell the difference even in just like the wording of how they mm-hmm. start talking about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and then they start kind of getting into more of their trauma growing up essentially yeah they I mean it's pretty it's pretty bad I mean we've got abandonment issues with Lucy mm-hmm. we've got fat phobia and just complete insecure feelings from Kit and then, you know, what's the pregnant one? What's Taryn's name? Mimi. 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 Mimi was sexually assaulted. Yes. Yeah. There are very important topics in this movie, which even my Y2K self was like, this is a pretty heavy movie to be like geared towards teenagers. Like it's important conversations to have with teenagers. Yeah. But it, it was not expected. I, it was like, almost very ahead of its time in that way, bringing up these really important issues Yeah, in a time where we have like a heavyweights or we have a shallow how. <laughs> oh my uh, God. <laughs> I have things to do it. are not atta- like talking about those things in a great light. When we do one of those movies, we definitely have to talk about the use of fat suits as like this mm-hmm. funny thing. But one thing that Kit does say that she grew as she grew up and she became, you know, when she lost the weight, it was the lowest and the highest point of her life because she became prettier than her mother. And I wrote prettier than Beverly Johnson. Bitch, you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That I had to say no. Sorry. Well, talking about, you know, fat fat shoes and whatnot, like 
are we gonna mention how terrible Taryn's fake pregnancy belly looked? <laughs> like it was so it was such the literal little pillow yeah hanging there I'm like technically if this is May I don't know if this is May and she got pregnant in December should her belly first of all be a little bit bigger maybe I don't know I think, I yeah, think maybe yeah. girls bellies drop at four or five months but but that belly was was funny <laughs> it was a fake ass belly yes <laughs> and so maybe goes into the fact that she doesn't really party even when she wasn't pregnant she she never drank or anything she didn't see the point in it and she was having a really bad day. And, and so she met this guy, he was drinking out of a blue beer bottle and he was really nice to her. And so they had a conversation. She drank way too much and he ended up sexually assaulting her. And so she was kind of like, like, no, but it's my, like, I shouldn't have been drinking. Like she internalized it as something she did rather than what he did to her type Mm -hmm. thing and so we kind of get exposition about her trauma in this scene too so they're kind of growing closer together as they share these like intimate details about their lives and then the next day oh and she said she doesn't even know his name she just like went to a party and met him randomly yeah so kid, kid realizes so it's not kurtz what's his name and she just looks away I, I i don't know i never got it yeah that's what's sad about it and then the next day is ben has not allowed them to help drive at all he's driven the whole way plus he stayed out all night because he was pissed off about like the fight at the bar and so he he shows up and they get back on the road and they're fueling up and he passes out in the back seat while while they're getting gas and they're and in so texas it, now by the way yes oh, i'm staying uh, here y'all they're in texas <laughs> and so they're like lucy just get his keys like his keys are hanging out of his front pocket and she's like why do i have to do it and mimi's like because kit and i voted and you lost and so like, cute. <laughs> love it. and so she gets the keys and mimi's like oh i'm gonna drive Apparently no one has learned how to drive in their high school, except for <laughs> Brittany, because her dad was a mechanic. So that equals, I know how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. And so Brittany's like, okay, I'll drive. So she's driving along, but they're, I was conflicted on this because they were talking loud as fuck and like singing and like, you want him to rest yet y'all being fucking loud. <laughs> yeah. But also, wouldn't the wind noise, like, you wouldn't be able to hear shit what was going on in the front seat. From the I would have felt the car turn on. It depends, like, yeah. how drunk he went and got that night all, all on his own. Oh, that's that, true. To the point, like, did he maybe fall asleep in that car, like, an hour before, so he's in deep sleep? Does he ever <laughs> explain why he was so caught up in his feelings, or is it a correlation to when we find out what he went to jail for? Like, is um, that triggering those kind uh, of feelings? I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They definitely, they definitely don't speak on it, but yeah, because we soon find out why he went to jail. Spoiler alert: it wasn't because he murdered someone. <laughs> he did not kill a guy. And so they're they're, they're oh, driving in the car. Yes, and also when they're at the gas station, the dashboard is just littered with trash. I'm like, oh, I know. Why that. are you not cleaning up? You're at the gas you station. Have a trash That's what. Right yeah. Like that's that. when you I take the all your trash out. Mountain Dew. There's a yeah. Mountain Dew bottle, the or, uh, a can, 
the Pepsi, of course, well, Brittany they, was doing Pepsi commercials around that time as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. It's a great time. So in this movie, you see like a Pepsi machine randomly when they're at the gas station. They're For only drinking think, yeah. Pepsi products because of, of Brit Brit's deal with Pepsi. And at some point, I think you also see like a herbal essence shampoo bottle as well. So yes. again, what I said in the beginning of this, this movie was a product placement, placement. music video. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So maybe that's why they did the trash purposely. So it's like a way to do the product placement without mm-hmm. doing the product mm-hmm. placement kind of in your Because it worked. It worked. All of us immediately noticed it. You know, yeah. It's right there. <laughs> like clean that trash. A hundred percent. So, yes. Yeah, so now we're back on the road. They're singing Shania Twain really, really loudly. Yes. And he wakes up. And he is like, pull over. And they're like, no, it's fine. We'll keep driving. And he's like, no, pull over now. And then he like flies out of the car and throws a hissy fit. Such a he's like man. stomping around the desert, kicking, dirt, kicking the dirt, yelling into the void. And so they're all like, someone has to go talk, talk to him. Talk to and they're all like, no, he murdered someone. I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> And so finally they pull the, well, Kit and I voted and you lost. So Lucy, you should talk <laughs> to him. And so um, she goes and like this interaction, I feel like any interaction between the, the, any of the characters, except for dad, there were boundaries set and they didn't cross any boundaries. Like she asked, or like she went to touch him and he's like, don't touch me. And she's like, okay, okay, no problem. I'm not going to touch you. And so she apologizes again for the night before. And so then he just starts going into this diatribe about how he's been surrounded by chicks for days and we have to listen to your music and do all these things. And like, my car is just, it's my car and I want to be able to drive it and I don't want it to be taken over by chicks. And she's like, okay, then you can drive no problem. And so, and he kept saying, I'm a guy, I'm a guy. (laughs) And like this. I'm yeah. a guy. I'm, just, I'm, guy, I'm a guy. And I'm like, what, 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 is, what is this? A house? <laughs> <laughs> Charades? What is yeah, what are you? Toolbox? Um, he got real caught up in his field. That was the weirdest meltdown I've ever seen without explanation. Like yeah. a real <laughs> valid explanation, at least. So he, it's brought up like, sorry. It's brought up that he was in jail and Lucy asked, so you killed a guy? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, and so he kind of explains that his stepsister called him because his stepdad was beating her. His mom was not able to help the situation. So he came and got his stepsister and brought her back to college with him. Unfortunately, it was over state lines. And so he was charged with transportation of a minor over state lines because his stepfather charges and so he had he was in jail for like six months and like couldn't leave the state for a year or something like that and she's like oh like what you were doing was admirable kind of Mm -hmm. thing which I think now explains why he had the reaction he had with like violence and stuff like that because of his stepfather and why he needs to go decompress Mm -hmm. after all that that makes sense a hundred percent and so now she's like, oh, I can have a crush on you. It's okay now. You didn't murder anyone. And now we're at like the Red Rocks. I think it's outside of Las Vegas. 
And so they pull over to watch the sunset over the desert. And he only, do you guys notice that he only helps Brittany on the, on the rocks, but yes. doesn't help, help um, Kit and nobody <laughs> helps Mimi. <laughs> but, but I caught that too, but it's funny because he helped, he helped Lucy, but he, he does, he does uh, verbally say, Mimi, you okay? <laughs> but I, laugh. Yeah, I, I, I was like, she's the pregnant one. Like, but if you, but if you see like, okay, he, he turns and he helps Brit Brit over uh-huh. and then like, you could kind of see Kit like, okay. And then he like, <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. And I'm, just I'm like, sure, Damn. I'm sure they probably added that ADR. I'm sure he didn't say it in, in real time. And then Sean yeah. was like, mm, oops. This I looks bad. She's pregnant. <laughs> ben or Ansley, can you real quick just record that you checked on her? <laughs> yeah, so bad. And so the girls, I don't know if Lucy's relayed information about how Ben's feeling or whatever, but they're like, hey, do you still have your tent in your sleeping bags? Let's camp out here. And so he kind of regains some of his control over his road trip because he had a plan and his plan just went to shit once all these As girls hopped in his car. was upset about sleeping in nice accommodations with bitches in his bed. <laughs> but and he, this didn't is, sleep, he didn't even sleep in the nice hotel, right? Because he was out all night and then fell asleep in the car. That was on his, yeah. that was his problem. Yeah, that was on him. He had, he had a chance. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, do they make it? Is this when now they're dropping off Lucy at her well, mom's house? Before so that. The, in the evening, they're sitting around a campfire. Mimi's teaching Kit how to throw a punch. Oh, right, right. And then Ben's just playing the harmonica and Lucy's writing in her journal. <laughs> and <laughs> her poetry. <laughs> and Mimi's like, oh, wait, which way is the restroom again? <laughs> And Brittany says, ladies' room is third bush after the rock. <laughs> like they had a designated bush for peeing. That's amazing. I feel like and that should be like a porn. <laughs> third bush after the rock. Is Anson in it? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> and so he asks again, what are you writing? And so she's like, I just write poems. Oh, why? I'm so yawning. He asks if he can hear some of it. Mm-hmm. So she reads two or three lines from it that she's gotten so far. And it's um, not a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then Ben's like, oh, you have ash on your face. She did not have ash. On there was her nothing. Face. There was nothing, nothing there. I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> and so they're leaning in for a kiss. And then Mimi hollers because something bit her in her ass. And they're like, it's nothing. It must be a bug bite. And she's like, no, it's something there. And then Ben's trying to help. And she's like, you don't look. Everyone else looks. He's like, how and- can I not? You literally are yelling in your ass. Something bit my ass. Yeah. I also love that Kit has her hair in full on rollers. rollers. Which for me, I 100% appreciate a Black presenting woman doing something with her hair at night because when I see movies and TV shows and black women with their, you know, their silk press, their perms, their hair, just going to lay down to bed, it's not realistic. That's not what we do. <laughs> Our hair will look a hot mess the next day. You're ruining your hairstyle. Like that always drives me crazy. So I appreciated that she was extra and had her rollers in her hair. <laughs> and so now it's the next day. 
she, they're in Arizona. She's, de- Brittany's debating, like, do I just show up? Do I call my mom? They're like, no, they're going to, she's going to be so happy to see you. You should just surprise her. That was the wrong answer. Yes. That was um, not a smart choice. And they're like, hey, do you, we'll be in town till tomorrow. If you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's okay. I'm just going to stay with her. She legit shows up on this woman's doorstep. Yes. after 15 years with her purse and her like duffel bag full of clothes and rings the bell and Kim Cattrall answers and is like oh who are you and she's like how do you not recognize your own daughter and she's like I'm your daughter mama and she's like come in and then you thought I left that trash (laughs) in Georgia (laughs) And so then you quickly realize this lady has built a whole nother life for herself. She has two young sons and does not want anything to do with Lucy at Mm. all. She's like, and she keeps calling her Lucy. Like, why are you here, Lucy? And and she's like, I thought you'd be happy to see me. And she was like, kind of like, well, you thought wrong. Cause Mm. meanwhile, she takes a call from one of her sons and she's like, yeah, daddy's going to pick you up. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. Bye. And then has this conversation where like, she is not accepting of Lucy as her daughter at all, like wants nothing to do with her. So the next thing scene is they're all at the hotel and Lucy shows up wet and sad and essentially and she goes into the bathroom lock, uh, and so Ben comes in and she said that essentially her dad forced her mom to have her. She was never wanted. And that's why mom left. I just feel like, you know, I think Brittany with some training really could have been a pretty good actress. And mm-hmm. in this scene, she really, you could see the emotion, like it didn't feel fake. It didn't, it mm-hmm. felt genuine. I think she did good with this role too, because it probably was very close to her actual personality. Yeah. And before we even really knew it, how much pain she was probably harboring. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask how we all thought about her, her crying scene there. Yeah. If it felt genuine, authentic to you. I didn't see a tear. I didn't, but mm-hmm. it felt very genuine. Yeah. It, it felt um, like, oh, I felt she, sad for her. Yeah, yeah. She was just broken. Like she had pegged all her hopes on having this relationship with her mom and being accepted. And it just, it didn't happen. And then it's the next morning. Oh, and I wrote, she kept saying, I'm fine. And then I wrote, she was in fact, not fine. (laughs) (laughs) And so now it's the next morning. Mimi's hair in this scene, where where it's braided in rows and like beaded at the ends. I did not notice this at all. I think I noticed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, where did she get the beads from? Because I could see like maybe Kit was just like bored and like did her hair or whatever. But I'm like, where'd she get the beads from? But she also has a bunch of those shirts with fringe with like beads on the end. I was like, did she like untie her fringy shirts and pull all the beads off so that she could have the Monica and Barbados like hairdo after it was very interesting anyway (laughs) but but i'm I'm gonna try to look for that picture right now but now that you say it 
I wonder if actually the scene where Lucy comes to the hotel room, you know, how mm-hmm. Ben, is, ben is sitting there playing with his guitar. I think uh, Kit is doing something to Mimi's hair. Oh, okay. They, they are on a bed together uh, doing something with her hair. So I guess we'll have to revisit morning. that. Yes. yes. And then Ben comes busting in. He's like, let me see your journal. And then, <laughs> or let me see the poem you wrote for me. So she's like, okay, it's right here. And the bitch rips it out of her journal. You can't just be ripping pages out of people's journals, Ben. That's copyright. That is not okay. <laughs> and so what Ben has done is he's written music to go along with this poem. So she, he kind of shows her like how to sing it and like where the bridge goes. So she starts singing with him and they share a kiss and and then Anson said he played a prank on Brittany during the kissing scenes. He told Entertainment Weekly that he ate minced garlic before kissing her, and she was too, too polite to even say anything. That's Brittany for you. Oh, that is Brittany. <laughs> That's Brittany in a nutshell right there. She's so sweet. That's so funny. Gross. Garlic. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a fun joke. No. <laughs> that's nasty. No. So now we are... Oh, Brittany calls dad. She says, and, and I think she gets the voicemail at this point. And she's yes, like, she does. I'm fine. You were right about mom. Like everything, like we're good, but I'm continuing on to California with my friends. Just she's checking in, which is responsible yeah. of her. And yeah, with, with you saying that, it's that's something that throughout the movie, she's done that. At least she's always yeah. tried to check in. Exactly. Whether it's, you know, because she's upset or just to not let him be worried. That is very yeah. responsible of her. And now they're on their way to California. They're singing Cheryl Crow, even Ben singing, like Brittany's mm-hmm. sitting right behind him. And so she's <laughs> leaning over, like holding his hand. It's if very, it very sweet. You happy. <laughs> <laughs> and the next scene is they're on the beach in California. Mimi's getting her wish. She's playing in the Pacific Ocean. Oh. Her and Kit are having a grand old time. And Brittany and Ben are making googly eyes at each other on the beach blanket. And just mm. talking and enjoying. I, I each just want to talk about the scene. So y'all just kissed. Mm-hmm. You found out he's not a killer. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready to move to California, go to school there with him, and and be there with him. This I is- feel like I feel like she was always there. She just needed an excuse. Yeah, like, I mean, but I rather it have been like this is what I want to do. It yeah. felt like she was doing it to be with the guy. And I'm surprised that he didn't run for the hills. Like, <laughs> baby girl, we've only kissed. And now you're ready to change your entire life story. I don't know. I've never run away. <laughs> I've never run away to be with a guy before. So I don't I don't have that experience. I mean, I moved to Austin. Well, then Jackie's the girl to tell it. <laughs> it's not me. But again, like I think that's how I have the the perspective of she was just looking for an excuse like I knew I wanted to leave Florida you live anywhere but Florida okay I'll go to (laughs) Austin and so the next scene is them in line for the record audition Jesse yes you (laughs) notice him too I have it and I had to google because I was like I'm not sure if I'm correct but do you guys remember on MTV they Mm -hmm did a contest to find yes. their next VJ. And, and it was, it should have been Dave Holmes the yes. whole time. And then Jesse was so fucking weird. He won. So then MTV is like, 
Well, Dave Holmes is the dude who should have won because he knows about music. Yes. And so then they hired him too. And Jesse was just kind of like the face of. And then they phased his ass out because he was crazy. (laughs) Yes. But I was like, and then in that scene, if you watch, because there's like exposition going on between Mimi and Brittany and Ben. And so poor Zoe Saldana is like, standing there having a pretend conversation and like she keeps like looking away and stuff and then he like <laughs> continues to engage her i'm like oh he's bugging her the shit out of her so I, I, noticed that awkward, I noticed that annoyance awkward going on between kit and that guy yeah so awkward and so yes jesse the vma dj shows up as a cameo. <laughs> not surprising this was produced by mtv films yeah and so they they get the applications for the record tries at, tryouts. Kids continually trying to call Dylan, can't get a hold of him. I've heard um, here. Kit tries to see her fiance, but he's sketch. He is sketch. So she finally gets a hold of him and she's like, I'm in town. Let's get together. He's like, Oh, tonight's not good for me. And she's like, Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow he's morning. like, No, not son. And finally but she's but had here. it. She's like, Okay, well, whatever. I love the level of crazy because even though she's saying to everyone, I'm fine, she mm-hmm. the wheels were already in motion. Yeah. That nah, I ain't going out like this. I'm yeah. coming to you. I'm gonna find out what the hell's going on. Exactly. Cause it, it was kind of weird to me as I was watching. I was like, she's letting that go that easily. That's weird. Yeah. But no, she tricked us. Well, she <laughs> she tells the rest of them. He's really busy studying for for finals, but we are fine. I was like, "Bitch, you ain't fine, fine girl." <laughs> You're about to dial the crazy up to like ten, yeah. and so Mimi and Kit are like, "We want to go sightseeing," and Brittany's like, "I'm tired," and then Ben's like, "I'm tired too," and so Mimi and then they're like, "Well, how are we going to drive around?" And he's like, "Here, take my car." <laughs> The whole movie is like, don't touch my fucking car. And now all of a sudden it's okay. Mm, that's a little real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they're driving and, and Mimi has the map and she's like, wait, I think the Hollywood Hills are behind us. And kids like, we got to go somewhere first. And she got to make a stop straight <laughs> to Dylan's house. Mm, and girl. Mimi's like, I no, I think no. this is a bad plan and kids it'll just be real quick. And she's like, they oh don't... no, you should stay with him by yourself. Like Kit was, I mean, Mimi was trying to leave. Like she didn't yeah. want to be in the scenario. But how long yeah. did they drive? Because it was they thought their one was dark out. Yes. Meanwhile, they're driving to ambush Dylan. And well, did you say, oh no, you, you did say he was in UCLA, right? And they are yes. in LA. I was I don't know why I was thinking San Diego or something. Um that would have been insane. <laughs> and as soon as like the door clicked and they were out the room ben and Brittany were like we're gonna fuck <laughs> i wrote i wrote here lucy and ben do it sorry justin long yes <laughs> and she did it had a, to feel she right she didn't need a list that's for sure she didn't need a no list, list. And it was up against the fucking plate glass window. Yeah. Back to the ocean. Well, that was playing. That was playing games with my eyes. I was like, are they going to fall? Is she against the glass. Yeah. Is that yeah. real? I didn't Whenever know. They, they both you know, put their hands on each other. I'm like, are they falling something? Or are they just like both? <laughs> it was definitely from a female gaze. Again, mm-hmm. because they didn't get in tall. It was 
and it was insinuated that she bombed like it we didn't have to see it and i appreciated that even though we got the two half naked parts of britney i did appreciate getting to see him with his shirt off and see his his, for some reason i just found really sexy with his tattoos from behind (laughs) yes even though i hate those tattoos remember when everyone was all those like douchebags mm-hmm. were getting them. Yeah. sorry if you're not a douchebag but like the ones <laughs> on your arm that would the tribal inspired ones yes. that, that they had no idea why they were getting them or what they meant and it just appropriation on every level and then the eagle things in the back it was bad it was a bad yeah. time <laughs> and the tramp but it was hot in the moment yes and so I, yeah they show up oh and he also double checks consent like before they start getting into it he's like are you sure and she's like yeah and then they start getting freaky so i appreciated that where he like double checks before anything happens he's such a good man consent is key people consent consent and then they finally show up to dylan's they have to walk up some stairs and he answers the door and it's like his face is barely out of that door Oh, you hear? It ain't a good time. My friend is sad. Oh, wait, it's a woman's voice. And Zoe Saldana at that point is like, bitch, what the fuck's going on? So she busts open the door. The girl on the couch is wearing the iconic cherry platform high heels that like everyone had. That print was everywhere in the 90s. Yes. And I was here for it. (laughs) And she's like real skanky though real well and like i don't want to judge her i'm judging i don't want to judge her (laughs) like he is the garbage human he is but when she she saw the interaction and saw that like that's his girlfriend or that he's done this she was like cool and collected like not caring yes i agree so up until the point where she found out that he was engaged and stuff like not her fault the fact that she didn't react in some sort of way after finding out now you're part of the problem bitch <laughs> and so like they're arguing and and zoe saldana is like we're engaged what are you doing blah 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 and then she notices that he is holding a blue beer bottle <laughs> and mimi the whole time is like i don't want to have to go up with you and kids like i need you up here blah 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 mimi is kind of standing off and actually before the blue beer bottle, Dylan's like, oh, hey, Mimi. And, and Kit's like, you know each other? And Mimi's like, yeah. And then Kit notices the blue beer bottle. But why wouldn't they know each other? Didn't they go to the same high school? Like, wouldn't they have, like, he's, isn't normal? He's older. How much Dylan's older? Dylan's older. Oh, okay. He's already in college, right? So maybe a year yeah. older? I don't know. But yeah, he's older. And so she was just like, oh, we met during Christmas. Yeah. And it all starts to click. Wait, Christmas, blue bottle. Yeah. And so then she's like, that night that you came over and there was a tear in your shirt, blah, blah, blah. Like it all starts to make sense to her. And Mimi turns at this point is like trying to run away from the situation. She doesn't want to be in the middle of this, like this discussion. She already is traumatized. She doesn't want to talk about it. And as kids going to like, go after her and be like go talk to her Mimi trips and falls down the stairs and so now Mimi is in the hospital I think in this her keychain bouncing down the stairs too oh yes sorry for the background it's microwave but it's not too bad is it 
we're just going to push past it. One of the things that I really thought should maybe have had been a conversation would have been if Mimi and Kit had a conversation about, you know, you were raped Mm -hmm. and despite like if the baby the whole situation with the baby or not like you need to report this and yes. I would have talked to the doctors to make sure that they could have gotten some DNA of the, the baby mm-hmm. as proof of the rape yes. um, and there should have been a conversation about that it felt more like in the hospital when Kit comes in to talk to Mimi after everything that happens that it was Mimi Mimi's Kit. consoling Kit yeah. When you've gone through now, not one, but two very traumatic, maybe three, because just finding out you're pregnant after the sexual assault. Yeah. And then the loss of the baby is just yeah, like very tra- traumatic things happening at once. Uh, yeah. It could have been a good conversation. Yeah. Oh, and rewinding back to the scene with Dylan, as soon as me, a kid connects the dots, she learns what Mimi taught her and punches the fuck out of him. Yeah. I would have been stomping him out. I yeah. would have hit the bottle. Maybe it's the fact that Mimi falls that stops mm-hmm. the, but the rage, yeah. the rage. Yeah. Yeah. And so we find out Mimi has lost the baby and she's like, like it was my keys or something. So they didn't even let her know in a gentle way. It was just like, oh, this happened. Like, there, it seemed like there was no counseling on the hospital's end to make sure she was yeah. okay or anything like that. And earlier in the movie, she had talked about how she was going to put the baby up for adoption. And she had all the pamphlets and everything, and she had to choose a family. And in this conversation with Lucy, she's like, I had decided I was, when I was playing in the ocean, I felt her kick and mm-hmm. I had decided to keep her. And so it was making it all that more traumatizing and this is lucy Lucy also called her dad and was like i need you to come get us yeah i'm glad an adult was finally called after this and he does come and acts kind of like you know everyone uh, he really chews her out saying that she had to dip into their fund for college and mm-hmm. all their savings and stuff. And I feel like in that situation with what happened with Mimi and just how traumatic that all of this has been, he probably could have waited to chew her out. Yeah. Yes. I did write when Lucy was having the conversation with Mimi and Lucy goes to t- hold her hand or touch her or something. And Mimi's like, don't touch me. And Lucy's like, okay, gives her space or whatever. I did write, fuck man, Shonda can write about women for women. The consent and the conversations that they have and like real issues and real topics that are in this movie. It's not just like a fluff movie. There is a lot of heart. There's a lot of serious issues that are happening. And they're talked about in a way where like women are feel victimized a lot of the time and through this movie like you see like it's not Mimi's fault like they're vec- they're victimized but they're not living a victim life correct it, it's yes. like you can have this thing happen to you and yeah not become a personality characteristics that happens a lot when men are writing those situations or like yes. rape is a vehicle of moving the story mm-hmm. along instead of it being kind of a part of you know, where this journey is for a person. And I feel like if it had been told from a male gaze, 
I feel like that that Kit would have turned on Mimi and been like, you slept with my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like it could have gone that arc and it didn't like Kit immediately was like, you're an asshole. You're yeah. a fucking rapist. This is my friend type thing, you know? And so That's their dad, a, the dad is taking them back in the taxi Yeah, and now. that th- this is where the dad was like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the choices you've made or whatever. After he like chews her out in the middle of the hospital while her friends just her friend just lost a baby. The other friend just found out her fiance's a rapist. Like Lucy's got a lot of shit going on. She just was rejected by her mother. There's a lot of heavy shit happening, dad. We don't need you lecturing us in the middle of it. But they're packing up at the hotel and Ben walks in she's like dad wants me to stay at his hotel and he's like well what about the addition she's like no I'm just gonna go home like dad needs me or whatever and so she's kind of again doing what her dad wants and not following her dreams or becoming her own person and making her own decisions because she's learned through trauma to be a people pleaser to her father so because she's already been abandoned by one she doesn't want to be abandoned by the other one Mm mm-hmm And then this is where we see Kit come in. She brings Mimi flowers. Mimi immediately like compliments her punching technique, (laughs) how she's learned really well. How Um, did you watch him fall? How he, how hard he fell? Yeah. And, And that's also like a defense mechanism. Like Mimi reacts to traumatic events with humor. Yeah. Instead of talking about her feelings. And so Kit apologizes Mimi does thank her for coming with her on this trip. And then later on when they're getting into the car, which they let Lucy wheel Mimi out of the hospital, which I'm like a nurse always fucking wheels you out. Like it's never, it's it's legal. Yeah. That's how, that's how hard she did. not want any extra. She's like, I'll be sure. (laughs) (laughs) So dad's loading them all up in the taxi to go to the airport so that they can go home and Mimi and Kit kind of tell her, or no, they're still in the like lobby waiting for the taxi. And Mimi tells Lucy, like, Kit and I voted and you lost. You have to go to the, <laughs> the record audition. And Mimi, or I'm sorry, Lucy's like, no, we're just going home. That's what dad wants. So she, she says goodbye to Ben. He shows up. She says goodbye to him. They all get in the taxi And then she kind of starts thinking about it. She takes the locket off, hands it to her dad. And she tells him, you don't want me to be like her. So don't make me do what she did. Don't make me run. And so he starts to understand how she's feeling. She gets out of the car, goes and kisses Ben. And then the next thing we see is the audition. She auditions with her rendition of Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman with musical arrangement by ben and a photographer who can't stop taking pictures did y'all notice that was bothering (laughs) me so much i was like why is this happening it was the extra (laughs) i I wrote where did she get that shirt yes this is the one where the sleeves yes it's like (laughs) i'm ready to fly Yet my midsection is fully open for business. Yeah, <laughs> a nice crossover and cleavage. Yeah. Yes. So it was like Stevie Nicks sleeves. Yes. With a Britney 
Boo-hoo. But she got it. I don't know if you paid attention to it, but she got it. I mean, how cool it was, though, because when she put her hands up, yeah. I don't know if she probably was holding it and was slowly releasing it because it like billowed out so beautifully. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was gorgeous for a performance piece, but it yeah. was a weird piece of clothing. I Definitely. wrote that shirt is epic. <laughs> <laughs> and why is there a photographer? And then we got, we got Ben on drums, right? Or, he was on the keyboard. And then I wrote, oh, they're her backup singers. Yeah. I thought they had gone home. Yeah. How, so how does this turn, this whole road trip turn from Mimi's Mimi auditioning goal in life, apparently, is to go sing. And now it's just Lucy. Well, maybe it's like Mimi realizing during the karaoke that she's not cut out for performing in front of <laughs> crowds. I have noticed that is? before. It's the only thing I can think of. Oh, Lord. It's, it's, it seems like, like okay, we got to put Britney Spears in the movie, but we can't be obvious. We can't yeah. make her be a singer, right? So let's make her just be like a small town girl and she knows how to sing and then Ah, what the heck? She's a pop star. Make her sing at yeah. the end. <laughs> I love and that Brian came with a backstory. That's right. What, that's what we do here. <laughs> we fill in the gaps. And dad's there too. The so back. he's being supportive of her audition. And then the three girls after the audition go to the ocean to bury, to say goodbye to the past. And I didn't even document what they threw in there. I think it was her journal. I had turned it off by then. Uh, I don't know what was thrown in there. Ken said they're littering on the beach. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't he, pay attention to what they, I, I just put that they, time capsule for the past because they have each yeah. other now. Ken is such a rule follower. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is Crossroads. <laughs> oh, wow. We did it. But before the credits end with a bloopers reel of another song off the album, Britney, called Overprotected. Oh, and that song, I'm like, she is speaking to Jamie Spears loud and clear. (laughs) How did we ever Uh, overlook this? Yes. So it's really, really cute that they're having this little blooper reel of uh, Britney performing overprotected and then they got bloopers of like the scene where they pull over because Ben's angry at their driving. Mm -hmm. And you know how (laughs) y'all talked about how he's like smoothly just gets out the car. Yeah. They have a blooper reel of him actually falling out the car because he didn't jump out right. (laughs) That's cute. A lot of cute little moments in that blooper reel. Well, before we get into our ratings, let's go over some more of the fun facts that we missed. I know, Brian, you were talking earlier about, you know, songs that were from this movie that made it to the Britney album. Do you want to tell us which songs those were all together? Yes. Yeah, so there's three songs. So I'm Not a Girl and I Get a Woman was actually her second single from the Britney album. Came out for I'm a Slave for You. Then overprotected the one that's on the end credits that i think becomes the third single but i think it becomes uh, from the Br- britney fan standpoint it's only a single overseas <laughs> but oh. um but it does have it does have two music videos because because um just like because boys was also a single it was the fourth single and boys has an original version and the remix with pharrell mm-hmm. we get the original overprotected in the movie but i think the u.s version was a remix by dark child did she do um, a pepsi commercial with overprotected I feel I don't know. I can't. She does a Pepsi know. commercial that she, with her own song, created. Okay. I don't think Overprotected was used in the commercials because she makes her own Joy of Life song. Yes. That yes was yes, aired during Super Bowl. And then she later on does Generations Pepsi commercial, which is really cool if you YouTube that. She, Brittany did um, 
different generations of 60s, 70s, 80s, and there's like outfits and the way the song sang. But yeah, so not uh, not a girl and I get a woman, overprotected, and the cover of I Love a Rock and Roll are all three on the Britney album and all had music videos. Nice. We did talk about Britney obviously being with Justin Timberlake during this time. And so she spent a lot of her free time on set hanging with him. He came to the set to visit quite a bit. What else, Jack? Interestingly enough, Melissa Joan Hart was considered for the role of Mimi. So that would have been pairing them soon after their crazy music video where they were both in. And then both Kim Cattrall and Dan Aykroyd, both Kim Cattrall and Dan Aykroyd would later admit that the main reason for accepting their roles was that they wanted the opportunity to meet Britney Spears. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. And Brit- uh, Britney, love, Britney loves sex in the city. So I think yeah, having yeah. Kim Cattrall in there must have been awesome for her too. Yeah, and the girls on the, the Sex and the City set were super excited for Kim to be able to come because they love Britney. So it was mutually beneficial thing happening with them. And Britney kind of came up with the initial maybe concept and mm-hmm. then Shonda you know, wrote the script. But the original script, she Lucy was supposed to have swear more and Britney asked that some of the profanity be taken out so not to tarnish her image for her younger preteen views viewers, mm. which was nice. She loves her fans. The set used for the hospital scene is that from the TV series Scrubs. Mm. I love that stuff. Oh, Brian, what about this one about, do you see the fact all the way at the bottom where it's Britney made a sly reference to? Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a song called I Want to Go. And in the music video, there's a theater marquee that reads Crossroads 2, Cross Harder. So you'll see that in the background, it's a, in a scene where Britney's out on the streets. I think she's standing on top of a car and she's swinging, swinging her microphone, beating, beating up the paparazzi robots chasing her in that music video. But yes, Crossroads 2, Cross Harder is shown in the background, which is pretty funny. Cute. What else? Shonda saw Britney as more uh Shonda Rhimes the the writer said she is she saw Britney as more than just a pop star she had told the publication broadly I was much more interested in the young woman that I met than the image that people had of her she was a person and I don't think anyone at that time was looking at her because it's such a misogynistic society as a person yeah so true also this movie was originally supposed to be named what friends are what friends are for and also they used not a girl when they were filming but then later on decided to use crossroads i'm not sure why but i like it better i do think crossroads definitely better than those two titles yeah (laughs) because not a girl definitely would be like a completely different kind of yeah. film you'd be thinking what am I watching here yeah even right. honestly the lyrics are kind of questionable to me all the time <laughs> and <laughs> I um, Brit- I'm not a girl <laughs> dot 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 what are you like, oh, oh okay Jesus <laughs> and Brittany only ever requested two things while on set tuna lunchables and edamame interesting <laughs> I've never had a tuna lunchable I didn't even know those existed I, I used to eat tuna lunchables in like elementary and middle school the cowboy hat Lucy puts on at the beginning matches the hat Brittany wore during her Dream Within a Dream tour, which took place the same year as Crossroads filming. Love that tour. It's a really great tour. I've yeah, never I guess seen... looking back at the hat. Yeah. 
I, well, I can't say I've never seen her live because we saw her at the, I want to say rodeo, but that's not what it was. The Broward, Broward County Fair. Fair. But I, I don't think I've seen a proper Brit Brit show. So definitely. I get to say, and Jackie too, Jackie, you were there F1, right? We get to say that mm-hmm. we, you didn't go, you didn't, I didn't go to F1. F1. I get to say that I <laughs> am one of the people that got to see her last performance to date right now. Oh, you know, wow. she performed at F1, uh, Formula One here in Austin, Texas in 20, oof. 16, 17, 18, I forget which year, but it was the end of her tour, her, her Vegas residency. She took it on tour and that was her last show. So as of right now, that's her last performance she's ever done. I get to say I was there. I got to be part of the cool little trend during her Give Me More song when they say uh, the fans scream, who is it? Perfectly timed with her saying it's Britney bitch. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty, pretty fun. I have a good Instagram video of that. Yeah. All right, guys, I got to speed things up. Yeah, no worries. In dire. Okay. I'm still recording. All right, Brian, what was your rating? I would still stick with the would buy it or buy it again, or even keep it and pay late fees. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie? Five day. I enjoyed it. Like I looked at Ken when it was done. I was like, this is not a bad movie. It's something that I would a hundred percent watch again. Five day rental for me too. It changed from today. It, I think with maturity, I can mm-hmm. appreciate some things more now. Yeah. Well, that's good. We either stay the same or one up. So that's, that's rare. Yeah. <laughs> <And> these parts. <laughs> If you guys have any feedback or if you go back and rewatch the movie, hit us up on our social on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or YouTube at No More Late Fees and let us know what you think. And also, Jackie, you can hit us at our quick drop. Leave us a voicemail, 909-601-6653, 909-601-6653, or NMLF. That's what those numbers spell. You can also, for our international fans, leave a message on our anchor.fm account and feel free to leave feedback, suggest future movies, what you like, dislike, correction, blockbuster video stories, favorite moments, rank Britney's outfits, participate in our this or that, anything. And you could be featured on a future episode. And if you want to support the podcast and like what you hear, grab your Starbucks, throw on your Von Dutch trucker hat and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. It helps us get get exposure to other new fans. So please help us. I'm begging. (laughs) And if you'd like to help us in another way, like our newest Blu-ray bestie, Brian, head on over to patreon.com forward slash no more late fees. You'll uh, receive exclusive content, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlist, birthday shout outs. It's fun. So be like Brian, go uh, sign up. Well, Brian, we are so excited. We finally made this happen. You were able to join us in such a momentous time. It's yes. a, a great time to be alive that Britney's free. We really appreciate your, your Britney fandom and insight. And we just had so much fun with you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. I'm so excited that we listen to the podcast and be a part of it now. It's going to be so weird when I hear this back. But so excited for Britney Spears. and glad she's free out of that conservatorship. Thank you, ladies, for loving her and supporting her, too. Absolutely. And yes, please go be Patreon members, y'all. I did it, so you got to do it. 
and stay tuned for next week. Stay tuned for next week because we are gathering a team to pull off a heist of the century to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Ocean's Eleven, y'all. I can't wait. George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon together. Like, candy for the eyes. (laughs) I can't wait for the slander to talk shit about how awful they are as human beings oh. <laughs> but the movie is so good it is the anyway. movie is amazing but there's so <laughs> many problematic people in that movie I, I can't know. wait <laughs> Brittany loves Brad Pitt so <laughs> <laughs> no proof well until next time be kind and rewind <laughs>